Hey there, folks, and welcome to another very special edition of Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. I am not Caleb B., actually. Uh, Eddie this week is joined by a very special co-host. Uh, he is known simply as the COVID Kid. Yes, that is right, folks. The recording date is August 10, and as of about five days ago, I tested positive for the coronavirus, even with my Chad Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Wild times, man. Wild times. Shameful. You mm-hmm. should, uh, well, I don't know. Hey, I just got what the store was giving out. That's all. I guess. Well, who would have thought? Yeah, it's wild times, dude. You can still get the coronavirus. But uh-huh. hey, the good news is the symptoms, pretty mild. You know, slight cough. Uh, day one, I had a slight fever, but I got over it pretty quick. Um a little bit of a sore throat, that's nearly gone. Uh, and those symptoms, almost entirely gone. Just been treating them with, you know, how you would normal allergy-like symptoms. You know, cough drops, chloroseptic, that sort of thing. Uh, for the first three days of my quarantine, I couldn't smell. But that has slowly started to come back, like with deodorants and body washes and colognes, that sort of thing. I can't smell food yet, but we're getting there, you know? Well, who would have thought that uh, between the two of us, I'd go to Florida and uh, you're the <laughs> one with the COVID. You know, it's funny. You go to Florida, I go to Walmart. <laughs> who gets the COVID? Oh, man. Yeah, well, hey, this is, you know, a week after you had your Florida trip. You crossed two more of the fields off of your list. You're 28 to 30. You just got the Texas fields now, and you got to get them in September. Yes, that's correct. I will say I did, I did get sick in Florida. Oof. Didn't get. I got something worse than coronavirus. It is called red tide, and oh. it is. Um, I'm not sure how to describe it. Basically, when a bunch of bacteria and dead fish and all that, uh, when it gets too much and it washes to the shore, it releases a stench. Um, that uh, makes you cough a lot whenever you're in the clear water area, which I did. And then the following morning, I was uh, throwing up, and I just attribute it to that. And then by the afternoon, I was fine. So, yeah. Um, and no, I don't have coronavirus. I've tested uh, I was at the urgent been... care yesterday for another you... unrelated issue. <laughs> yeah, you got tested, man. And, uh, yeah, you don't have the COVID. No, just the Not going to go. lie, like... Because, okay, here's the thing. You're vaccinated, so I was like, I'm kind of hoping he gets it. Because, like, you spent the past week ragging on, <laughs> on me about getting it. I'm like, I just, it just seems appropriate. You know, he comes back from Florida, gets the COVID, and I get to crack some jokes at him. No, it's just uh, vertigo, but they test. Um, it's basic uh, at this urgent care, it's basically, you know, it's part of the uh, let's check your vitals, dun dun, no swab. And it's the 15-minute deal or whatever. That's good, dude. That's good. And, I got uh, this as yeah. well. I mean, I didn't think I... Plus, my temperature, I was actually lower than normal. So, uh, it definitely wasn't a fever. So, I was... Yeah. It was just... Uh, I needed more of the uh, vertigo pills, which uh, I got back in 2018, which seemed to take care of it. And some decided to uh, come back, which was uh, annoying, but... Yeah. You know, what can you do? 
All right, guys, follow me at I am Caleb B. Follow Eddie at E D D Y C eight five. Follow the show E C underscore hero. Here comes a cough. <coughs> um, oh, follow the Instagram. Spreading it. <laughs> spreading it audibly. Yes. Uh, EC hero cast is the Instagram. Our Gmail is EC hero cast at gmail.com. Check me out every Thursday morning on the grave consequences podcast, which is a part of the social suplex podcast network. We have the weekend show uh, coming back sometime in the next few days, actually, with uh, the return of What If, or pardon me, the the debut of Marvel's What If. But all that said, this is episode 72 of Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast, and we are here to review 2005's The Legend of Zorro. Eddie, do you have any history with this movie? No, and uh, I, I be, I mean, last, well, last episode, I was excited because I really enjoyed the first Zorro, and I was hoping, you know, I get a chance to watch the new one, uh, or the the sequel, and uh, yeah, we watched it, and uh, <laughs> I have not seen it before. I was excited to see it, and then that excitement quickly dissipated. Yeah. No, I'm with you. As soon as Kid Zoro showed up, I'm like, oh, this sucks. Well, as soon as he voted, it was just like, oh, man, what is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, uh, <laughs> I don't know if, I, I mean, I'm jumping way ahead, but I had this thought, um, just because we equate everything what's going on today. I don't care what your opinion is of uh, voter ID, but... <laughs> I think we can all agree if you showed up to the voting polls, not in a COVID mask, but in a mask designed to conceal your identity, uh, that's no good. Like, uh, but Zoro did, so. Yeah. Yeah, I would, uh, <laughs> I would agree with that. And, um, it's funny, folks, we're gonna, you know, I'm gonna, you know, let y'all in on a little something. We're recording two episodes this week because Eddie was on vacation, and we want to keep that bank up. So tomorrow, I believe, we will be recording V for Vendetta. That is pending, but sometime this week we are recording V for Vendetta. And I will say this, I am much more excited excited to review that than I am of what we are currently reviewing for what it's worth. But Well, yeah, you know it'll, I was going to say it'll probably be tomorrow because uh, the gym was uh, not a great idea. I, uh, mm, I pushed yeah. myself... I thought, well, vertigo's over, and then I'm on the elliptical. I'm like, mm, this was a mistake. I need to rest more. So, but I just, I don't know. I, I didn't go to the gym last week, obviously, because I wasn't around mine. So, yeah. uh, I Are hate... you a plant fitness guy? Plant, no, uh, LA Fitness, well, eSporta, I think it's called now. Which they have them in Florida, but, like, I just... I don't know. It's hard to go to the gym on vacation, yeah, and I'm trying you're not to. Even... A, you're not a wrestler, so like the idea of uh, of yeah. you know working out on the road is kind of weird. Yeah, I don't even know if my hotels had gyms. Um, I think one of them did, but I just I wasn't even in the hotels long enough really to. I mean. I just, I, I don't know. I don't do that on <laughs> vacation. 
Yeah. So, I feel hey, guilty, but, you know, health comes first. Dude, it's all good. It's all good. Just keep those calories down. You won't even notice the difference. Um, let's dig up the old time capsule. So we are going all the way to October 28, 2005. couple of new champions in wrestling and and a new number one song after what felt like forever uh, you know, talking about Mariah Carey's um, We Belong Together. Good song, as it is. But your number one song in the country on October 28, 2005 is none other than Gold Digger by Kanye West featuring Jamie Foxx. What a song, dude. What a hmm. song. That is a... Uh, man, that takes me back. Dude, Gold Digger slaps bro as the kids would say we want prenup as the kids would yeah. say yes that is what the kids would say if you're if you're not a punk of course mm-hmm. um actually hey, they holler it they don't say it of course yeah 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 if you're a punk just holler we want prenup but hey you're champions in wrestling at the time of course in the wwe as was the case with most of 2005, John Cena, the WWE champion on Raw, Batista, the world heavyweight champion on SmackDown, and Ring of Honor, and this name may be familiar, maybe you've heard of him, uh, the Ring of Honor world champion, Brian Danielson. Ooh. Yeah. And in TNA, it's a little, it's a little hairy, let me explain. Because in kayfabe on October 28th, Rhino was still the, the NWA world's heavyweight champion but they had already taped a title change. So in reality, Jeff Jarrett was the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, but, you know, can go either way. Now was, I know we're jumping ahead, was 05 <laughs> the year that, was that the, um, or maybe it was January 06, of when uh, they had the Jeff Jarrett-Monty Brown match? Uh, No, that was earlier this year. That was in January of 05. Okay, I got my years. Okay. Yeah, that, uh, I'm still waiting on the my world of that one. Dude, I love, I love how Jeff Jarrett, he even said on, I think, on my world, he's like, you know, Monty Brown could have been so much more. And it's like, well, why wasn't he, Jeff? <laughs> the all time miss trigger pull. Mm hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, the budget for this movie. Oh, wait, wait. You forgot what you were doing. At the, I mean, I'm sure you were playing baseball. Oh, uh, no, no, not in October. No. You watching so baseball. Yeah. Oh, you played football, too. Yeah, I was uh, 11 years old at the time, playing football. Uh, just going to let you all in on a little secret. By the time my kid is, God God willing, I have a son. Um, he's not playing football at 11. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't know. Uh that is a tricky one, football and knowing kids. What we and... Know, knowing what we know about CTE, you're just not taking those chances, dude. Yeah, I I would even probably go with hockey over... I mean, hockey, I know, is like super expensive to get your kids in, but... Yeah. Actually, um, the people... My mom's friends with would... the people that we leave our dog with, and they they take their kids to like hockey all over the like they just when we when we were dropping the dog off uh like they were coming back from buffalo new york as on a hockey trip that's (laughs) wild they go real far well you know here in oklahoma hockey's not 
really an option, but you know, maybe wrestling and baseball, that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, and uh, I'm I'm finally back in school, so autumn of '05, I took speech, which I got a B in. I feel like I should have got an A. I'm pretty decent at public speaking. Mm. And uh, algebra, uh, well, college algebra 102, got a C in which will be the last time that you hear me take a uh, algebra class and pass it the very first time because <laughs> it gets it's a rocky road from here and there's some there's some good stories um let's see when is uh not until let me see scrolling down okay not until 07 doing a really uh, a really funny algebra story. So, winter 07 quarter, uh, whatever movie we're doing then. So, just fair uh, enough. hang in there. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, your budget for this movie was $65 million. Your box office was $142.4 million. That left us with a profit line of $77.4 million. Quite, quite a profit. Yeah, and it was, let's see, 77.4, 107.7 in today's money. Puts it 26th on the list, right between Blade Trinity and Batman and Robin. But I do, th- this, I will, I'll give them this. Although we weren't fans of this particular film, uh, they got out when they could. If they'd have made a third one, even if it was good, I, I think you're barely getting by. I mean, like, mm-hmm. We go by the Wikipedia, and I know there's marketing that they don't factor into the budget and all that stuff. I I feel like if they made another one, it'd be a money loser. Yeah, no, it's uh, they were definitely smart to not milk that cow anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, it took them long enough to make a sequel. That was probably yeah. part of it because Zora yeah, won one fifty five million. Yeah, yeah, yeah it took them seven years. Well, let's see. I'm not going to forget oh, the cast this time. No, wait. I uh, got the Rotten Tomatoes. Also, Rotten Tomatoes, because I did not write it down. Because, again, don't want to influence my rating before I see the movie. That sort of thing. Well, the critics gave it 26%, and the fans 48%. So, <laughs> double rotten. Yeah, it's not good. No. No, it is not. Okay, uh, let's see here. Let me go to the Wikipedia. Man, I'm trying to even... God. This cast. I feel like there's, like... <laughs> there's at least four people we need to talk about. Uh, yeah, I guess. Just four. Him, uh, Elena, Armand, and his son. I was gonna... Other than, well, yeah, okay, the son. I was gonna say McGivens. Uh, just a horrendous villain. <laughs> <laughs> accomplished nothing in the movie uh, did not successfully kill anyone just a big step back and I mean he wasn't even the main villain but uh, the thing like he was at the end of the day he was just like sort of like Bane in um, uh, not The Dark Knight Rises but Batman and Robin yeah but he was supposed to be this movie's version of Captain Love and boy was he not Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, no, I uh, don't really have much to say about him. He didn't really do anything to stand out. Well, he was just a bad villain. 
Yeah, no. No, you're absolutely right. He, he's supposed to be the guy Zoro fights, and much like in the first one, the vil- the main villain is like this rich guy who doesn't fight, mm-hmm. and so that's where Love would fight, and he was good. You know, he cut people's heads off and put them in jars. That's cool. But mm-hmm. McGivens ha- had a weird scar on his face and uh, never killed anyone successfully. Yeah. Just yeah. Weak. Um, next. Adrian. Adrian Alonzo has Joaquin De La Vega. This kid annoyed the hell out of me, dude. Yeah. Yeah. This... Now, to be fair, most of the time we see a kid in these movies, I'm annoyed. So this was just kind of, you know, run of the mill in that regard. But I don't have anything nice to say about him, so I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to group him with uh, Zorro and Elena. So I'm going to skip him for now because I have the same okay. criticism of all three of them. And then we'll okay. go right into Count Armand, Rufus okay. Sewell. Rufus Sewell, uh, who I recently saw in M. Night Shyamalan's 2021 classic, Old, where he played a doctor with mental problems. And, um, yeah, it was, it was cool to see him so soon after seeing that piece of film uh was it <laughs> i mean i guess he was he was the bright spot here i guess would, would be the way to put it i mean now that is a low bar but you know yeah he, he wasn't a, he wasn't offensive you know yeah he played a pompous dick pretty well i suppose uh, the accent i don't know what that was but uh french maybe i don't know I think it's supposed to be French, especially because his name is Armand. Yeah, yeah, he could work on that one. But, yeah, he was <laughs> he was fine. Uh, just a classic, you know, rich jerk. So, whatever. It's, it's fine. But as for Zorro, Elena, and uh, Joaquin. Okay, Th- this goes into their performance, but it's it's a problem with the movie as a whole. Mask of Zorro was like an action movie, but it did have its dark moments. I mentioned the, I mean, he saw his, you know, the family get killed, the guy's head in the jar. So it was, it was an action, but there was some, and then some, uh, not violent deaths, but pretty cool deaths, I guess. And, and this one just felt more like, and when you consider the performance of Antonio Banderas as Zorro, the performance of Catherine Zeta-Jones as Elena and Joaquin, this felt way more like a uh, family movie where it's yes. like the dad is like, oh, I mean, kind of like in The Incredibles, which was good. Don't get me wrong. This wasn't. But like, oh, the dad's just off to go save the world and the mom's just going to be, you know, the the whatever. And then the son's. The son fights too, and like the villains in this that are getting like punked out by the kid, so bad. The fight with the teacher, I don't know what the hell that was. That was one of the worst scenes we've seen in this podcast. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, it's just the three of them all together just felt like this family movie. Like, oh, you can just sit down with your family and watch a Zora movie. And it's like, mm, that's so different than the first one, though. So that's... That's why that was disappointing, because I really enjoyed the first one. I mean, I gave it, let's see, 
Um, I gave it a, where the hell is it? Uh, I gave it an eight. You gave it a six and a half. So, you know, we both enjoyed it. Me more so. But like mm. this one was eh, family movie, like sky high, but not even like a good sky high. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah. it felt like Disney made a Zorro movie, but like yeah. bad 90s Disney, not like decent Disney today. Hey, uh, breaking, breaking news, by the way, somewhat. Yeah, we know Cuomo stepped down. No, not that. Uh, who, give a, who gives a crap about the governor in New York? Um, no, John. Idris Elba tweeted a picture of a, uh, red arm with a white glove and a couple of spikes on it with the hashtag Sonic Movie 2. Hashtag Knuckles. So, Idris Elba in the Sonic verse. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Idris Elba, man. He was. Uh, he's in Marvel, DC, and now Sonic. And uh, I what just. What Marvel movie was he in? Thor. Really? Yeah. He's huh, the. Okay. Uh, I forget his name, but he's like the guard that the guy that guards the bridge. I can see him now. Yeah. And the Office. He's, yeah. He does all yes. kinds of cool stuff. Sure enough. Yeah. You ready for Peacemaker in 2022, man? Absolutely. I'm uh, I'm excited to eventually review uh, the Suicide Squad. <clears throat> yeah, in what, like three years? Uh, probably late next year, I think. Mm. Mm. Maybe? Maybe, something like that. that It'll be that a while. That doesn't sound right. I don't know. Well, it'll be... Uh... No, you're right, it doesn't sound right, because... Because it's uh, we'll do fifty. Suicide Squad year, is so. uh, Suicide Squad as of now is episode one hundred and seventy four, and then we're at seventy two, so a little over a hundred weeks. Yeah, sorry, my dryer went off. Oh, Not sure okay. if you heard that, but I did. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, that was my assessment of those three actors, just family, they just, they played it all, like, family comedy, like, uh, yeah, no good. Yeah, and that's what we all loved about Zorro, was the family element of the first one. We love that drama between Anthony Hopkins and, um, Catherine Zeta-Jones. That was part of the first one, not, not all the cool action, not that, no. Yeah, no, no. The first one, he's you know trying to seduce her and and win her over. This one, they're just crying and bitching at each other, which ends yeah. up being a massive plot hole, which I'll get into when we get into it. But mm-hmm. yeah, which I guess oh hey, be shout now. out to uh, what's his name from Lost, by the way. I can't remember his name right now. I don't know. I didn't watch Lost. You oh man, I was gonna say you got to know this guy. He was in person of interest as well. Is that ringing any bells? No. Creepy looking guy from Saw. Like he oh. was holding uh, the Tobin, doctor. Tobin Bell. No, not not Jigsaw, but um, the guy who was uh, holding the doctor's family captive while the game was going on. The oh um. Yeah, he had a stupid name, didn't he? Like Mike Squid or something. Well, Michael Emerson is his real name. Uh, let me see here. He was in Saw. Zep. Yeah, Zep, not Squid. 
where that came from. Yeah, well, in this, he was Harrigan, so that's a better name. But Harrigan's a cool name. Yeah, but hey, you know, he was in Lost, so that's cool. Yeah, Zep. That's right. (laughs) They made it seem like he was the killer, but he wasn't. Spoiler. Nope. Nope. It's the body on the floor. He was not the killer. It was the body on the floor. Spoiler alert to anyone who hasn't seen Saw in the 17 years it's been out. Yeah, I don't feel bad about that. No, you shouldn't either. Ben Linus. He was Ben Linus on Lost. All right. Okay, do we want to get into the plot? We can, yeah. Let's do it. Okay, we got a little text on the screen. So it says, 1850, the people of California, poor and desperate, uh, not going to make an easy joke, <laughs> are on the verge of joining the Union as its 31st state. Under the proclamation of the governor, a historic vote holds the key to their fate and the promise of freedom. All right. So there's some big, uh, I don't know, voting rally or something. Everybody's excited about voting. Well, if California look, should be a state or not. This is just one of those things. They're, in the first one, it was the whole revolution of the people. So they're like, well, we need to have something historic happening in the area at the time in this movie as well. And they're like, oh, let's go with the annexation of California. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that's fine. It's a yeah. It's a major state, so that's that's okay. Yeah. Um let's see. Oh yeah, Zorro votes. Of course he puts a Z instead of an X in the box like should we be a state? Yes or no? And uh again, I don't know if that uh that would constitute a vote and the fact that he wears a mask. <laughs> I'm not comfortable with that guy voting. I'm sorry, yeah, you know. Fact, like, no one's able to identify him. Yeah, how do, you know, like, you can't just walk into a voting booth with a mask on, you like, know. That just opens up a whole <laughs> I am Spartacus situation, and, and, like, people coming in to commit voter fraud dressing as Zora to put two votes in. Yeah, I don't I don't like that, and, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe in the case of Zora, you should have to have an ID. I think we can all agree with that, so. Yeah. Yeah. So... Some dude named McGivens. Actually, you know, now that now that I mention it, I bet uh, the Don, whose first name I can't remember right now, but Antonio Banderas, I bet he did commit voter fraud because I bet he also voted as himself. Ooh, possibly. Mm, yeah, maybe he saying. did. That's not the very noble thing to do if he did. I agree. So, yeah, uh, Jacob McGivens... And a small army show up to steal the ballots, and they also shoot a bunch of hats off of people's heads. thought that yeah. was very strange. <laughs> like, yes. what are we doing? But, uh, yeah, Zorro shows up to stop the steal, and Zorro... Um, nothing? I thought that was a pretty good line. <coughs> no, yeah, got a chuckle out of me. <laughs> okay, good. So yeah, Zora shows up, stops the steal, and he fights off all the goons, ties the main guy's stagecoach to a rope and wrecks it, and he recovers the missing ballots. I know someone who'd be very happy to hear that. But uh, <laughs> during the fight, Zoro does lose his mask, and some, actually two people, see his face. So, um, I should mention, 
This is... At first, the fight's going okay, and you're thinking, like, okay, it's a Zora movie. The hat shooting was a little weird, but... Then there's a scene where they're, like, fighting on these, like, beams, and the guy does the splits on the beam. He gets hit in the crotch, and Zora's like, ooh! And I'm like, oh... We're, so doing, we're doing slapstick comedy, okay. That's not good. No. So they read off the ballots, and guess what? California's a state now. Yeah! Alright. I mean, kind of figure that. <laughs> I was just, I didn't know I was in suspense. Yeah, not much of a spoiler there. So, Zoro gets home. He and his wife, Elena, they get into a big fight, and she wants him to stop being Zoro, and Zoro leaves uh, the next... Uh, where were we at? Uh, Zoro leaves, and then the next day, Elena gets like confronted by the same people who saw Zoro uh, without his mask, and they blackmail her into divorcing Alejandro, which she does. And this is... Um, there's all sorts of plot holes with this. <laughs> this is a yeah. big crux in the movie. Number mm-hmm. one, and by the way, they blackmail her because they want her to hook up with this count dude who we'll meet in a moment because they want they want her to tell them what his plans secretly are. But they know she's married to Zoro. So why are they not just going straight to Zoro? Zoro is way more equipped to do something about this than she is. That's number one. Number two, why does she even... Why does she not tell Zoro this? Instead, she puts her husband through all this torture, thinking that they get divorced, and yeah, it makes him really sad. Uh, you've seen The Prestige, right? Uh, maybe. Christian Nolan movie with uh, Hugh Jackman, Christian Bale, the, the dueling magicians, that whole thing. Oh, that parts of it, actually, not the whole thing. Well, spoiler alert, um, Christian Bale has a twin, and, like, they're living the same life to try and throw off everyone to... There, there's a whole thing. And one person he doesn't tell is his wife. And it's like, if there's any one person you could trust, and that also needs to know, it's her, and you don't tell her, and you let her kill herself... Because she's like, my husband doesn't love me, but in reality, it's like, it's your your twin, your husband's twin brother doesn't love you. It's a whole thing that still upsets me months after I've saw I've seen it. <laughs> but yeah, Sorry. like you could either. Well, I'm just saying she could have just told Zoro, hey, we have to do this, even though it's a stupid plan. And Zoro would say, no, just let me do it. Um, even if Zoro was like, yes, you can do this, at least tell him. And by the way. I had to look this up. The earliest stats on divorce in America that I could find were in the 1890s, 40 Mm. years after this movie, by the way, and it was three couples per thousand households. So I don't think it was legal back then, but whatever. Maybe it was, but uh, probably wasn't. (laughs) This is just in one of the branched off timelines, that's all. Yeah. Three divorces per a thousand houses that's a uh, that's a great stat we should get back to that although a lot of it was probably women fearing for their lives <laughs> so maybe we shouldn't yeah. <laughs> different times in the 1890s different times anyway three months later alejandro's son joaquin is annoying and he gets into a fight with the teacher 
and like a legit fight. They have a sword fight, and he like slaps them and everything. And the whole scene is horrendous, and maybe one of the worst scenes we've ever reviewed. Sans Catwoman. Every <laughs> every scene in that movie, especially the catnip. But yeah. uh, this one was way up there as far as cringiness. And um, yeah, he just like comes out of the school and slides down the pole. And of course, Alejandro's there. And he sees uh, his son. And he's like, oh, don't do that. And it's like, whatever. I don't know. And then. You uh, don't get it, Dad. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't. I, I don't know. By the way, the son does not know that uh, his dad is Zorro, even though the mask uh, completely reveals Antonio Banderas' jawline, which is very recognizable. But <laughs> yes, whatever, unmistakable. And then uh, we see Jacob McGivens, the uh, the ballot stealer. He's uh, he kind of recognizes Alejandro, but then he slaps him, and yeah. His, uh, Alejandro gets punked in front of his kid, basically. Yeah, yeah, Alejandro's a little chump. Mm-hmm. So Alejandro goes to a party thrown by Count Armand, who is now dating Elena. They used to know each other, and Alejandro runs into Elena there, and he's jealous, and uh, they get into a big fight, and she slaps him, and he leaves, and it's really annoying, and it's like, I don't care about any of this <laughs> and then the next day he goes alejandro he gets drunk and then there's a big explosion in the woods and the next day after that elena and the count are in the market and alejandro approaches them he's like hey there was a big explosion i want to make sure everything was okay and then they get into an argument and they settle it with some sword fighting nope just kidding it's a game of polo and uh <laughs> count wins two of three rounds and, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and, and Elena's like, okay, you lost, so live up to your part of the deal, leave me alone. And Alejandro's like, he cheated, so I changed my mind. Like, dude, you're a sore loser. Well, he did try to cheat. He broke off his polo stick and tried to use the, <laughs> like, the jagged edge to stab the man. I feel like Zoro <sighs> could have won, but... yeah. He, he held back. Anyway, later on, McGivens attacks some guy named Guillermo Cortez, uh, who is Alejandro's friend. He steals a deed to their land, which I guess now makes him the owner of the land, because that's how that works. And Zorro shows up. He saves the wife and son, but not Guillermo or the deed. This was a very brief action scene, so don't get too excited. Nothing major happened. Uh, he follows McGivens to the Count's mansion, and they see that uh, Armand is planning on building a railroad, and they need the land from Cortez to do it. So, there you go. Zorro then tracks down McGivens to the place where he's picking up a shipment. We don't know of what. And, of course, Joaquin, well, that old rascally kid, he has to <laughs> sneak a ride, too, which is really convenient. And he's yeah. stuck aboard the stagecoach, and he is quickly found out, but he's saved by Zorro after he, like, throws things at the villains, and they're like, oh, get this kid away. He's too much for us throwing these bars of yeah. soap at us. It's like, oh. Alejandro, pardon me, not Alejandro, Joaquin, 
Joaquin's the kind of kid I would lasso up in Red Dead Redemption and put on the train tag. Train, dude. <laughs> like, I just... In the right context or the right kind of movie, it's okay. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like in the very first... Like, in Mask of Zorro, you never would have saw a kid... Like nope. beating up the villains. Like if nope. if, a, if a kid threw something at Captain Love, he would have just shot him and it'd been like, "Ooh, that's good heat." But yeah. in this one, it's like, "Oh, this kid's throwing things at us. It's too much for us." Did this? I'm gonna take a look because I'm curious if this got a PG rating. Oh, that's a good question. I'll bet it did. <laughs> Maybe P. Eh, I can't think of anything that would make it too inappropriate for kids honestly oh i mean like they didn't even have zorro like slash elena's clothes like they did in the last time oh they had some clothes slashing it was much lamer though uh but yeah they they i mentioned it's soap that that's what's inside the shipments is soap so it's like huh what's up with this soap and (laughs) that received a pg rating that's yep Oh, I was yep. right. So they were going for the family-friendly movie. That's lame. Mm-hmm. Trash. That is lame. I agree. Yes. Um, but the the logo <laughs> on the crate of soap is what's more important to Zorro. And he looks it up, and it's the something for the Knights of Aragon, which is a secret society that controlled Europe but now wants to do the same to the United States. I guess. I don't know. It's just uh, a group called the Knights, and they're working with the Confederates. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a little, uh, it's a little too, whatever. Yeah. So the agents who blackmailed Elena with their stupid plan, uh, they capture Alejandro somehow. And he figures out that they blackmailed Elena to divorce him so that she could get close to the Count to learn of his plan. Which, again, it's like, why didn't they just use me if they knew who I was? Because they're idiots, that's why. And then Zorro is saved by his son. Which, it's like, what are we doing? The real, the mask of Zorro could get out of this. The legend of Zorro needs his son to rescue him. Yep, and his stupid old PG rating. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, he rescues his he rescues his dad. So Zoro drops off his son. Oh, he's he still doesn't know he's Zoro, by the way. He drops off his son at a monastery and he goes into the mansion. He finds Elena. The two eavesdrop on the count and see that they're smuggling in nitroglycerin into the bars of soap, which they will give to the Confederate army to win the civil war. Boo. By the way, speaking of the civil war, that will be mentioned in V for Vendetta. The American Civil War? Yes. Yes. Interesting. Well, a second Civil War, actually. Spoiler alert. Well, we might be headed to one. Hmm. <laughs> Let's hope not. I hope not. I mean, it, it, it'll it be waged on Twitter, not like a battlefield, so. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, McGiven shows up at the church and kidnaps Joaquin and kills the monk. Maybe. Back at the mansion, the Count gives dinner to Elena, and it's a pigeon, which is weird. And uh, she runs, and then she's the two guys who blackmailed her are dead. 
meanwhile, Zoro heads to the train where the Nitro is being shipped to the Confederates. Uh, he is again captured. So lame. <laughs> and his son finally sees his dad as Zoro. Uh, the Count, Elena, and Joaquin board the train, and all McGivens has to do... Like, this, this didn't make any sense either. It was like, they had Zoro, they had a knife to his throat, and Elena's like, I'll go with you on the train. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> let him go. It's like, why? This doesn't make any sense. Just kill Zoro. He's right there. He's ready to be killed. Exactly. So he they leave, and then he tells McGivens, yes, kill him. And, of course, McGivens can't because he's a crappy villain. <laughs> and uh, he... Uh, oh, the monk shows up who because uh, a bullet hit the cross under his uh, cloak, so... McGivens just can't do anything right. And they eventually knock McGivens onto this table with, like, I don't know what the hell this was. Some kind of weird waterboarding table. Because, like, there's a big jug of nitroglycerin above it. And, like, one drop dips down and it blows up McGivens on his... It, like, drips on his head. Which, I don't know if that's how nitroglycerin works. Probably yeah. isn't, but whatever it did for this movie. So, and by the way, he just laid there and just yelled as it was falling. This, I don't know. He sucks. I'm glad he's dead. Enough about <laughs> him. So, Zoro catches up to the train on his horse, which uh, doesn't sound like something that's possible. And eventually, the horse hops onto the train, which is as looks as dumb as it sounds. And Zoro gets to the train, battles with the Count. Elena gets uh, Joaquin to the train, and the uh, the horse. Or sorry, uh, the the horse had to jump uh, like down into the cart because they were approaching a tunnel. So Elena gets uh, Joaquin to the train car with the horse in it, uncouples the car, and sends Joaquin away. But then he gets on the horse and catches up with the train because you know. He's a kid, and he's got to be in all the action scenes. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Elena fights with the Count's butler in the uh, the car with all the nitroglycerin, and he's also the one who killed the blackmail guys. Uh, Elena stuffs a bottle of nitro in his pants and tosses him out of the train, which blows up by the spot where they were supposed to meet the Confederate soldiers. So the <laughs> butler and... All these Confederates died, so I guess that's good. Uh, Joaquin gets the horse to move the tracks. I know, like the little switch, the thing that shifts the tracks. The horse yeah. jumps up and like knocks the handle down yeah. and moves the tracks and saves the train from crashing into the people at California at some kind of party or something that all these idiots are just like running around and they can't just run off the tracks like it's pretty easy to avoid a train yeah just well i mean don't be on the tracks yeah don't they're be, scattering away. all over the tracks if you see a train coming at you at that speed run as far away as you can as fast as you can it's a pretty simple solution yeah they seem to help they seem to hold this party on the train tracks yeah, which is a bad place for it to even be held. You've seen Austin Powers, I assume. Yeah. 
Do you remember when he runs the guy over with the Zamboni? Oh, yeah. And he's like a half mile away from him? Mm-hmm. And he's slowly going to him? Yep, that was same, this. <laughs> same energy, yes. Yeah, it's just, like, all the people just get off the tracks. Like, it's not that hard. Well, but... and like, okay, I get it. Like, yeah, the train's going to derail, going to flip pretty far, but, like, just run. Just run as far away as you can. Yeah, I can't, I can't guarantee you'll live if you're not on the tracks, but, but I can you guarantee you won't if you are on the tracks. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> yes. But yeah, they switch the tracks, so the train goes away from all the people. Uh-huh. And, um, let's see, uh, Zoro keeps fighting with the Count, they tie him to the front of the train, um, the train runs out of tracks and crash, well, Zoro and Elena jump off. And then the train crashes, killing the Count. And the Alejandro... most comical, huge explosion I've ever seen. Yeah, it was that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Alejandro and Elena, they get remarried. And Alejandro apologizes to his son for not telling him who he really was. And then during the marriage, Zoro is called again. And... Oh, by the way, the uh, Padre is alive. Yeah, yeah, he had the cross with the bullet in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, and, and she's okay with him being Zoro now. I know. It's like, okay, the bells are calling for Zoro, so he heads off to go be Zoro. The end. Yeah, that was, uh, that was The Legend of Zoro. It stunk, and we know why. They wanted to go PG, and it ruined it. And as such, this gets a four out of ten. The action was still fine, but everything else sucked. Yeah, there wasn't even that much action. It just, uh, man, I, I'm i just disappointed. Yeah, it was, um, I'll go with a three. I was, I was very let down. The first one was a nice, pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't think I'd seen it. This one was uh, quite, the, quite the let down. And, uh, quite the turn in the punch bowl. Yeah, I watch. Um, I will say, I think I was going to have uh, the one saving grace is that I believe last time I said I was going to pay for it because it was on Amazon, but it was put up on Pluto TV, so I got to watch it with commercials. So at least I didn't spend money on this, so that's cool. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. And now I mentioned it earlier, but next week we will be reviewing. V for Vendetta, if I can get my Just Watch app to show up, I will tell you where you can stream it at. Me personally, I watched this on Blu-ray, but let's see. Pretty sure it's on uh, HBO Max. HBO Max, yes sir. Because it was uh, Netflix for a minute, and then HBO Max came up. and. By the way, I will let you know. At the beginning of this movie, Legend of Zora, you had the Z, the flaming Z in the sky. Well, at the beginning of V for Vendetta, you have a flaming V in the sky. So it's it's nice that those two are back to back, you know. Yeah, like I said, just uh, disappointing. But we're done with Zoro, although. And we're done with 2005 for what it's worth. That's because true. I looked into it, V for Vendetta has a. March of 2006 release date. I, I, yeah, 
I did um, think this was interesting. In the bottom portion of the Wikipedia mask, or sorry, Legend of Zorro, mm-hmm. it, was, it says, uh, potential crossover sequel, it says a comic book adaptation of the Quentin Tarantino film Django Unchained was released by DC Comics in 2013. In 2015, a sequel crossover comic entitled Django Zorro was released by Dynamite Entertainment, written by Tarantino, the latter being the first comic book sequel to a Tarantino film. In June 2019, Tarantino had picked uh, Gerard Carmichael to write a film adaptation based on the Django Zorro crossover comic book series, Tarantino and Jamie Foxx have both expressed interest in having Antonio Banderas reprise his role as Zorro from The Mask of Zorro and The Legend of Zorro in the film, in addition to Foxx himself reprising his role as Django Freeman. Um, can I just say, yes, please. I will take yeah, that. Yeah, I would. <laughs> Absolutely would. Please Absolutely. make that. I, I, I think uh, Tarantino... I, I I remember him saying Holly uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was his last movie, but now he said like um I'll do one more, and uh, maybe this will be it. I don't know. Yeah, who knows, man? But hey, folks, thank you for listening again. Check us out next week. V for Vendetta. Um, that'll drop on August twenty fifth. <coughs> of course, this release date is August eighteen. Um, let me pull up a quote here from the movie. Yeah, you'll be you'll be done with COVID by then. God willing, yes. Uh, or or a, on a ventilator. Yeah, let's hope uh, for the former and not the latter. <laughs> um, <coughs> to quote uh, Don Alejandro de la Vega, <laughs> nobody leaves my tequila warm dangling in the wind. Forbidden anymore